right. Uh, welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast. I'm Terry Joyce, your host. And uh, so um, thank you so much for tuning in. All right. I want to talk about what's going on with Facebook. Uh, there's a big Facebook purge that just happened recently. Uh, actually, I I got my account disabled and uh, I found out uh, within about 48 hours that I also got my Facebook account disabled with a lot of other people all at once. So uh, the title of this podcast is The Facebook Purge. And Facebook has been doing it for uh, quite a while now. Now, I just recently had a message pop up in Facebook Messenger because I got I got a new Facebook page. And uh, I was communicating with somebody and they had actually deleted their message. They unsent it before I could read it. And a little notification popped up and it said, uh, unsent messages uh, are, can still be kept on file as a report if it uh, violates community guidelines. And you know what that means? That means when uh, a person writes, uh, are you wearing any panties? Uh, Facebook knows about it. So uh, we have no privacy anymore. That, that That is an indication that when we are having private conversations and I am chat away from your regular news feed, that everything that we say, write, or do is being uh, analogued by the AI. And, and the first thing I think when, when I think of this is Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden, do you remember him coming out how there was, and they say, oh, there's a collection of, of data on people and it's in a file and it's the American people. It's, it's the people that are being observed by the NSA and intelligence uh, as being a potential terrorist, terrorist threat. Now, why, why would this be happening? Why would they be studying Americans trying to figure out if, if, if there's something wrong with us? You know, every single move. Look, it's Big Brother. They want everything. We want facial recognition. I started thinking about the uh, the little games that they have. Like, you know, what do you look like? What superhero are you look like? Or, you know, what ethnic race do you look like? And and it's, it's really just allowing uh, the software to uh, perfect... Uh, their the face recognition, uh, even I think even the apps that uh, put on you know give you a digital a uh, pair of eyeglasses or you know you're wearing uh you know a little hat or you know whatever it is that they're including flowers around your face all of this is is the AI training to not being able to escape who you are what your face is or where you go. Uh, Anyway, I could go on. Now, it used to be that when you shared a meme on Facebook, you had a little bit of time um, to kind of slip by the censorship because uh, it seemed like that the software wasn't able to recognize what was on the JPEG. Uh, now that's different. Uh, when you make YouTube videos or you uh, post anything online, 
uh, I used to think that, well, if I made the title a certain way and I, and I worked on the, you know, in the description and I tagged it, that it wasn't really obvious that I was talking about a controversial topic that, uh, we have a mainstream barometer or a, a barometer of people telling us that if you think differently than the institution does, uh, then we're just going to shut you up because apparently having another idea other than a a designated group of people's research or thoughts or feelings or whatever, if you have anything opposite of that, you have violated community guidelines uh, for any of these type of platforms uh, that we interface with. Now, what's so devastating about uh, losing your Facebook account <laughs> is that when it happens, it's it's really shocking, uh, especially in, in my case. Uh, I had had my account since 2009, so uh, there was quite a history of photos and pictures with friends that I was tagged in and, and shows that I had performed on and, and live, streams, live streams that I did that were really uh, a body of work. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, right before my, my Facebook page was taken down, if I did a live stream on Facebook, it got like 200 views sometimes or over 120 views after I was done, depending on what I was talking about. And that was uh, my most recent uh, videos that I was doing. I even had uh, somebody who was a manager that was booking talent that goes, oh, your Facebook show, can I give you some guests so that you can interview them on Facebook? And there are a lot of comedians that are doing, because I'm a comedian, and so I see my my colleagues out there, like Debbie Gutierrez doing a cooking show with her husband, uh, you know, everybody's favorite Latino mom doing a cooking show, or, you know, I'll see some of my uh, friends that are great thinkers and and talking about what they they're the way they see what's going on in the world and you know what it is so necessary to keep our minds open and have this kind of dialogue i really think that facebook has overstepped its boundaries in free speech and the freedom of the spirit now i know people have the argument oh well you know facebook's the private company and when you sign up you know who, who really goes through and reads all everything before you make your profile? Who reads your privacy, uh, you know, agreements, uh, be, you know, really seriously? Do you, who, do you all sit back and read every single detail? Because, like, I think at this point we should probably have lawyers go over uh, everything before we decide to accept our cookies. All right, so I wanted to uh, read you a few things that I did a little research online uh, just to kind of see how, if there were any articles about uh, Facebook purging any groups of people. And one of the groups of people that they did purge was QAnon. And QAnon uh, really... and. <sighs> QAnon didn't start on Facebook, but I actually know uh, the person who created the first QAnon group, and that person's name is Stephen D. Kelly, and I, I know he was because I was hanging out with him on Skype, and I was just kind of talking about QAnon in reference because it was happening. QAnon's been happening for a while, and let me tell you something. I I have seen QAnon up close and personal. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of QAnon. 
I think QAnon is an organized psyop uh, to cause disruption at this time in our political stratosphere. All right. Uh, also, QAnon is a way for... Uh, there's certain information in QAnon that I do believe is true. And, it, we, and, the, and this information has been going on and has been discussed in, I would say, the truth media or the alternative media. Uh, there are certain cases that are earmarked, real cases that are earmarked in some of uh, QAnon's dialogue. All right. And QAnon came in and owned all of that material and put it underneath one banner. And it gave the mainstream media, which again, the official narrative of what it, everything that is true, uh, it gave them the a license to look at the, at the information and go, that's QAnon. Those are conspiracy theorists. They've been put on the FBI uh, domestic terrorist list. And therefore, any of that information that passed through the QAnon channels is null and void as being true. And that is how uh, the media uh, plays the game. So I just wanted to make that clear. This is my assessment on it. And and when I watched QAnon develop and watched it grow and watch it explode even more uh, to what's happening right now, uh, I said that from the get-go. I said, this is a setup. And I, I, I saw people act out underneath there were there were people that sprouted up in QAnon that wanted to be the face of QAnon. Kai conspiracy and its t-shirts and 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 these people were very aggressive and they did have their live streams uh, taken down. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the QAnon leaders actually gave me a death threat. And I'm going to be really honest with you. Uh, I ended up finally going to the FBI and making a report on some of the people in QAnon and their behavior. But I believe those people were put in that group to do the things that they were doing. All right. So I did. I was afraid for my life. It wasn't a very easy thing for me to deal with. I, I missed work because of it. I had to one day. I, it was so bad for me that I had to tell my supervisor that I ha I could not go out because I was afraid and that I had to make a report with the FBI. I said, have you ever heard of a group called QAnon? Now, I know that I have people, I have friends that uh, are really believe in QAnon and even like what I'm saying right now will be upsetting to them. But I can only tell you what my per my own personal experience with QAnon really is. I feel that I've been able to go inside QAnon and see it from all the way all the way around. So I think I'm a pretty good journalist to report what's going on. <laughs> all right. So stick with me, guys, because uh, there, there's a lot more to come here, even beyond this show. This isn't the first time I've talked about QAnon, but I think that it's a, the second time that I've talked about QAnon in my Not My Rabbit Hole podcast. Matter of fact, the name of this podcast, Not My Rabbit Hole, came from my feelings about my experience, experiences 
with QAnon because I said, that's not my rabbit hole because they use that in their lingo. They use down the rabbit hole, meaning like going down to the rabbit hole and seeing, you know, what's, you know, the unusual, like what, what's really going on. But you know what? This is Alice and Wonderland programming, MK Ultra Alice in Wonderland programming. And if you don't know what MK Ultra is, uh, I would suggest you look it up. It's a real thing. Uh, the people that I uh, speak with on YouTube uh, are very familiar with this term, but I know that this goes out on Spotify and on Anchor, and you might not know what I'm talking about. I also want to point out another thing with QAnon. They say they do the matrix, uh, the ma you know, red pill, like I'm awake. I've been red pilled into what the real reality of this world is. And yet, and yet they're still programmed because they're using a term from a movie. <laughs> All right. The movie programmed you. And I'm not saying that the matrix isn't real or there's no real awakening because I do believe that there is one. But it's been controlled by Hollywood. It's still controlled by the Wachowski brothers. And people don't even realize that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They go, I'm woke. How dare you sing it? You need to be red-pilled. And it gets really fanatical. There are people associated with QAnon that had a fanatical way of being, almost like a religious person. Not everybody's that way, but there were people that went into it. And I believe that QAnon was set up as a psychological warfare to actually find those people that would be subjected uh, to, that, to that kind of uh, programming. All right. Uh, so, yeah, well... Now, how is it that I lost my Facebook page uh, with QAnon? Well, like I said, my friend, SDK, Stephen D. Kelly, who started the first QAnon group that grew to be 26,000 people, I ended up getting uh, you know, kicked out of it eventually because we, we get into fights sometimes and I was banished from Q. And that was okay with me because I thought, you know what, maybe it's good that I'm not associated with it. But his QAnon group got shut down. He lost his Facebook page before I lost mine. And he had a heart attack. And because of certain circumstances, sometimes I can't call and find out what's wrong with him and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And the only way that I could find out what was, because a friend of mine goes, well, you know, he's communicating in the QAnon group. And I go, I'm not in the QAnon group, so I can't tell if he's okay or not. And so he started this new group, and being the fact that he was off Facebook, I, I, I went ahead and joined it because I just wanted to make sure that I was connected to know what happened to him if he had his heart, if he had, had another heart attack or something happened to him. And consequently, that was the wrong thing to do. I knew it somehow inside myself, don't join this group, don't join this group, there's going to be something that happens, and it did. Because my account went down, the group went down, and a bunch of other people lost their accounts at the same time. And then I realized, oh, Facebook did a purge. And then I researched about some of the past purges and how Facebook does it. And we'll get back to that after the break. Stay tuned. Welcome. Welcome back to Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast. I'm Terry Joyce, your host. 
We'll let you guys know that uh, Not My Rabbit Hole is sponsored by GreatCBDDeals.com. Click on to my website and you will get a 5% discount on all CBD BioCare products. Uh, CBD BioCare is full spectrum CBD oil and products. It's, it is organic and it is made in the USA. Uh, please check out the sample section. And we also have peppermint flavored because sometimes CBD doesn't always taste fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's get on with the show here. Uh, now, I said in the, in the earlier in the show that I was uh, banished by Facebook into the digital desert. Uh, when I did start my new profile, it was kind of funny uh, because... Uh, you know, within the first like hour or so, I was already rejecting somebody, which I, <laughs> I found that humorous. I even said, oh my God, I rejected my first person. And uh, I had somebody flirting with me uh, already and like going, you're really beautiful. And I'm like, wow, I feel so pretty. But uh, Facebook is definitely an experience. And I, the best part about Facebook is that uh, it, it does connect you to friends and family and people from high school. And when you're having a difficult day or you need somebody to pray for you or uh, you need some sort of support or you're just feeling really down. I mean, I know people that uh, I think Facebook has saved their lives because they felt like not living anymore. And it was when they reached out on Facebook that it kept them going. And so the Facebook experience can be very positive. Uh, I do feel that Facebook is become coming very totalitarian, and I feel like I am I'm afraid now. I'm afraid I don't I don't know what violating the community guidelines is really. It's very vague, and also when you talk when when there's a well, let's let's go into it. I want to I want to read to you a few things here that I have pulled up for the show. Uh, one is an article uh, by the New York Times. And uh, here it says that Facebook removes 790 QAnon groups to fight conspiracy theory. So QAnon's conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory is always used to say, well, that's conspiracy, it's not true. But really the term conspiracy theory, probably hear the train in the background there, uh, the term conspiracy theory actually came out of the JFK assassination. So I want to put that out there for you. And, uh, you know, how many of you guys out there think that it was uh, it was an inside job? Well, that's 9-11. <laughs> Is 9-11 an inside job? Raise your hand. Uh, do you really think that there was a cue to take out uh, JFK? Raise your hand. Uh, do you think that Marilyn Monroe was murdered? Raise your hand. Uh, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, conspiracy theory was actually, it's a, it's a term created by the CIA, actually. And it's it's a way of 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 being politically correct. It's a way of of saying, well, you know, everything that you're saying right now is not true. It's simply a conspiracy theory. Therefore, you just need to walk around with a tinfoil hat and shut up. Okay, so let's move on here. Uh, the social. Okay, here we go. The social network also said it was restricting another one thousand nine hundred fifty groups. 440 pages on Facebook and more than 10,000 accounts on Instagram related to the conspiracy group. Now, uh, this article was published on August 19th, 2020. Today is September 27th, uh, tw uh, 2020. This is Sunday, September 27th. I'm recording this right now. The time is 1039 p.m. To be exact. <laughs> 
All right. Oakland, California, Facebook said on Wednesday that it had removed 790 QAnon groups from its site, its site and was restricting another 1,950 groups, 440 pages and more than 10,000 Instagram accounts related to the right-wing conspiracy theory in the social network's most sweeping action against the fastest-growing movement. Facebook's takedown followed record growth of QAnon groups on the site, much of it since the coronavirus pandemic began in March. All right, that's really not accurate. Uh, Yes, maybe it seemed like QAnon was spiking, but QAnon has been spiking since 2017 on Facebook. They just weren't painting any attention until it's ripe on the political forefront. Uh, Activity on some of the largest QAnon groups on social network, including likes, comments, and shares of posts rose 200 to 300% in the last six months, according to the data gathered by the New York Times. All right. Well, it says show... Okay, we I, I I didn't realize it said show show rest of the article. You don't know that, uh, but I didn't realize I hadn't tapped every. Anyways, never mind about what I'm talking about right now. Let me go on. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't need to know that information. I would, and now I can't edit that out. But oh right, oh well, we'll just let the bleep stay in there. <laughs> we have seen, well, not a bleep. I would say a flub. We have seen growing movements that, while not directly organizing violence, have celebrated violent acts, shown that they have weapons and and suggest they will use them or have individual followers with patterns of violent behavior. Facebook said in statement, adding that it would also block QAnon hashtags such as Digital Army and The Storm. Hashtag The Storm. Now, I had ne- I haven't seen those. T- I had never seen those tash- hashtags until today. All right, so let's just say that, you know, when they say patterns of violent behavior, that is an accurate description. There were patterns of violent behavior on Facebook with some of the QAnon members. And that and that's the problem. And I knew that when those people were acting out that it was going to backfire like this on us one day. The actions less than 3 months before the November's presidential election underlined how QAnon's, QAnon is increasingly causing alarm. Founded four years ago, QAnon was once a fringe phenomenon with believers who alleged falsely that the world was run by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who were plotting against President Trump while operating global child sex trafficking ring. I could go further into this topic right now, but I'm just going to reiterate one thing. Uh, there was something that really did happen before QAnon started talking about this or wondering about pedophilia with certain politicians and happened to do with the WikiLeaks and the John Podesta emails. The the In the emails, uh, John, it looked like, and this is where it comes up, that there was communication between John Podesta and others that were using FBI code words that were used by pedophiles. And and that's where this really broke out in, in, in a way. Now now this happened pre pre uh pre Russiagate, all right, pre the trial, pre all that other stuff, that it was a Russia hack. And we can go back and go whether it was a Russian hack or not, or whether it was Seth, Seth Rich. But then again, when I start talking about these things, there comes that conspiracy theory word. Because that conspiracy theory word was used back then. 
But in recent months, the movement has become mainstream. See, that's what they're scared about. But it was meant to be mainstream. And here we're going to go with the here we're going to go with the rest of this article. Believers of Q, the shadowy central figure of QAnon, have shown up at political rallies. Some have committed violence in the name of the movement. And members of the group are rising in politics. Marjorie Taylor Greene, an avowed QAnon supporter from Georgia, won a Republican primary this month and may be elected to the House in November. As White House, see, they're scared about that. And again, uh, maybe maybe this is being used uh, to to actually make QAnon worse. I mean, I, I, I there's many theories that we can go, we can theorize around this all day, but I, I only have so much time to do the show, so I'll have to come back and recap. At a White House news conference on Wednesday, Mr. Trump was asked what he thought about QAnon's theory that he is saving the world from a satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. I actually saw that clip. And Mr. Trump, who has shared information from QAnon accounts on Twitter and Facebook, said, I haven't heard that, but is it supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? I, I find it hard to believe that President Trump has never heard of QAnon at this point since it's been going on for four years. And it's been and, and, and again, we had somebody win in the in the primary um, election on the re- Republican ticket. And there's been articles about it. So I really I really had an issue with the with his answer. But hey, I guess when you're the president, maybe you don't have time to pay attention to QAnon. In response to the growing activity, tech companies have ramped up their measures to limit QAnon on social media where the where the movement is deeply ingrained. Last month, Twitter announced that it was removing thousands of QAnon accounts, so Twitter's dumping too, and said it was blocking trends and key phrases related to QAnon from appearing in its search and trending topics section. Reddit has also banned some of its forms of QAnon content, while the video app TikTok has banned several QAnon-related hashtags. YouTube is, has also regularly takes down QAnon content, including tens of thousands of Q-related videos and terminated hundreds of QAnon-related channels for violating our community guidelines, a YouTube spokesman says. You know, and I'm having issues of how that is violated, but I'm sure that, that you know, see, I find the Q... The community guidelines to be vague. And I really think that when you have been disabled or they have an issue with you, there should be somebody right handy to instruct and educate people as to what those violations really are and how what you said actually is a violation. But even in my case, I can assume I was taken down because of QAnon because of my association to everybody else and that one group going down at one time, you know, if you you know go, well, A, here's A, B, and here's C, and A looks like it adds in B, it looks like A was, uh, you know, went to B that made up C, which gave this equation. Yeah, the, I'm thinking that, that, that it's Q, but who knows? Maybe my profile was taken down because uh, my last podcast, 
podcast I did here on the on the network, I happened to mention I happened to have an opinion about COVID nineteen or my own personal feelings about the vaccination, and because I said it, because I'll tell you something. I posted my uh, last podcast uh, uh, in a group on Facebook and something popped up and said, it said something like, there's COVID-19 related material in here. And th- there was nothing in the title. There was nothing in, in, in the description. So the AI was able to pick up something in what in my dialogue and was able to say that on Facebook to give people a warning that I might be saying something that's going to be against the CDC uh, guide guidelines or uh, the WHO. And let me reiterate, if you want to go to my blog, notmyrabbithole.com, I've done an article about the third-party Facebook fact-checkers and how they're funded by, you know, uh, the fund that they're underneath the Pointer Institute that gives them a badge and they have government grants to go after people who are posting things that are not underneath what the WHO and the CDC say. Well, you know what? The CDC guidelines change every day. So one day you said something wrong and the next day you did something right. Look, if Facebook wants to take your profile down, they could probably do whatever reason they want and go, yeah, that's it. You can, you violated community guidelines. And you know what? We're not really even obligated to tell you what it is or what you did or what aspect. What? Because I was in a QAnon group, my page gets taken down, my entire page, and I have no way, my profile, no way of getting that back. I have no, all I can say is that I feel like my voice is being silenced and the voices of other people being silenced. What? Because corporations are not happy with it? Because that's where it goes. That's where it goes. I just got to like check and see. Oh my goodness. We're almost done with the show. I could go on for so much longer than this. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little overtime today because I, I really want to. I really want to. Um, I'm not finished yet. Okay, so stick with me here. In response to the growing activity, tech companies have ramped up their measures to limit QAnon on social media. Okay, so we went through Twitter. Reddit has also banned some of its forms from, from QAnon and their hashtags. There needs to be real change in how these platforms think about conspiracy theories and the real harm they cause, said Cindy Otis, vice president of analysis for the Althea Group on organizations that investigates disinformation since the start of the pandemic. We have seen QAnon move much faster. All right. Now, here's the part that bothers me. I want to point out to you. That was when a video known as Plandemic featuring a discredited scientist spreading a baseless conspiracy theory about the coronavirus gathered a steam on the social network fueled by QAnon groups. Now, I don't, I, you, maybe QAnon shared Plandemic, but Plandemic really isn't a part of QAnon. And, uh, and, and again, Plandemic are, it, it's, it's by a group of people that actually did the movie Vaxxed, which has been investigating vaccine injured people. So so you, you see where this is going here. The media uses whatever they want to make QAnon. Everything is QAnon's fault. I mean, like now all the people who are protesting against the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff in Canada or wherever, it's QAnon. It's QAnon. Is part, QAnon's in Canada. QAnon's in Australia. It's all QAnon's fault. And I'm going to say that this was all set up. QAnon, the purpose for QAnon is to set this up. 
you know, that's why, that's why Isaac Cappy was going MAGA and QAnon. And that's why all these people that came out outing, uh, you know, Hollywood pedophiles and this and that, that's why they're going QAnon and where we go and where we go all because they want to own it. It's a psyop. It's a way for everybody to pigeonhole something. Well, there's these QAnon Trump supporters. You know, we even have, we even have uh, Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks, you know, on his Instagram going, you know what, it's, it's you, you Trump people that are going to be the first to go to the FEMA camps. Why is he saying that? And then the QAnon people are responding to him, you know, going back and forth. Because the name of the game is to break up everybody into sections. I really wish that Facebook paid more attention to some of the other groups that are right now burning down buildings in our country. Those people seem to have just a free pass to be doing what they're doing. Or the government allows this kind of terrorism to take place in the United States. But when it comes to something that's on the internet, well, you know, there's a few bad eggs out there acting out and it ruins the truth for everything else. And that's my whole point about QAnon. This is my ex- my experience and my observation of what's going on. And this will be a topic that I probably will be coming back to quite a bit as it is obviously trending and Facebook is doing the big purge. Uh, thank you so much for listening to uh, Not My Rabbit Hole of the podcast. And if you do like this uh, show, uh, please do follow me on Spotify. I'm on Apple Play. I'm on all kinds of different devices. I don't know where you're picking this up at, but I know that um, Anchor and Spotify uh, are, are a couple of the more predominant ones. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Take care during this time, and God bless you. Uh-huh.